now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Andy Petro, who had a near-death experience two days before graduating high school 67 years ago, and he still remembers what happened almost word for word. Andy, thank you so much for being my guest, and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast and on your videos. So uh, let me get started. Mm -hmm. Um, Hi, I'm Andy Petro. And in 1955, that was my senior year in high school, two days before graduation, our class went on a picnic in a lake uh, nearby our school. And this was in uh, the uh, suburbs of Detroit in Michigan. And it was the middle of June. And we went out for a big a uh, big picnic and swim fest, and it was we were having a great time. And my friends were all on a floating platform about uh, 50, 60 yards off the shore, and they were waving for me to join them. Um, so I jumped in the water and I started swimming out. And about halfway to the uh, platform, I got really bad cramps, and all of a sudden I can't kick anymore. And and all of a sudden I'm starting to go down, and I, I I'm go under the water, I start choking on the water, I get back to the surface again, and I'm waving my hands, and I can see my friends waving their hands back at me. They thought we were playing a little game, let's pretend we're drowning or something. And then I go down for the second time, and and that's my last time, because I never came to the surface again. And now now I'm really in trouble. I, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm, I'm, I'm swallowing more water. I can't, I'm, 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 I'm starting to get pain throughout my body. I'm sinking deeper and deeper. And now the water is getting really cold and I'm shivering and I can't, I can't, I I can't control my shivering and the pain is all through my body. And I'm feeling like every cell in my body is screaming out. It needs oxygen. I I'm, I'm, I'm dying. And I finally acknowledge the fact that I'm dying and I'm falling down deeper and deeper. Now all of a sudden I can feel something in a, at the level of my feet, and it's the weeds at the bottom of the lake. And now I'm st- I'm I'm stuck in the weeds, and I'm falling deeper and deeper. And then all of a sudden, I get I get some hope. Oh, I hit the bottom of the lake, but I'm in a sitting position. I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, Oh, this is good because now I can push my hands and maybe get out of the, get to the top of the lake again and get some air. And when I push my hands alongside of me, they're stuck. Now I'm in the mud and I'm stuck and I'm terrorized and I'm freezing and I'm shaking and my ears are ringing like somebody's sticking ice picks in me. It's horrible. And, and all of a sudden, in all of this chaos, I hear a voice in my head and the voice says, Andy, you have to relax. And I say back to the voice in my head, are you kidding? I got to get out of here. I need some air. All I want is one ga- one gasp of air is fine. And the voice says to me again, Andy, no, you need to rest and everything will be fine. And so I say to the voice, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Please just rest. And I say, uh, do you promise? All of this is going on while I'm stuck in the bottom of the lake. And I say, and the voice says back to me, yes, I promise. And then I said, okay, I'll let go. And when the word go formed in my head, I popped out of my body. And now in what I call a moment of no time, I'm in the tunnel. I'm in a tunnel. 
with a bright light at one end, really bright light. It should be burning my retinas out, it's so bright. And then I turn and I look in the other direction and I can see the bottom of the lake and I see my body at the bottom of the lake. And I said, oh, I guess I'm not in my body anymore. That's fine because I didn't care. The moment that I left my body and I was in the tunnel going towards the light, my whole life was irrelevant. My life on planet Earth didn't make any difference to me. I didn't care. It was as if I had walked in a movie and spent 17 years in a movie, and now the movie's over, and I walk out. How do I feel about the movie? It was nice. Does it going to affect me? Do I feel terrible because I left the movie? Of course not. Did I feel terrible that my body was down there and that I had Earth died? Of course not. I'm cool. This is the place to be. I'm filled with an unconditional love and feelings that after the 60-some years of trying to describe the way I felt, it's impossible. There are no words anywhere to describe how wonderful I felt. From terror, freezing, lack of oxygen, stuck, shaking like it's the end of the world, to Ta-da! Oh, my God, I felt so wonderful that, that I don't have words to describe it. It was fantastic. And then I'm looking at the light, and I'm starting to move down the tunnel. But I know I don't have a body because I left it down at the bottom of the lake, but I have some form. There's an Andy. I call it my Andiness. I'm not in my body, but I'm still Andy. And now as I'm moving through the tunnel, being pulled like like with a giant magnet. It's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, being pulled down the tunnel and all of a sudden, halfway to the light, but measurements don't mean anything there. As I'm getting closer to the light, in the next moment of no time, I'm now, I pop into a giant sphere, a ball. In the inside of the ball, I'm hovering and there's a light presence next to me. I'm hovering in the middle of this ball and all over 365 degrees, everywhere I look are little like movie theater screens of me, of all of the things that I've done in all of my lives, all at the same time. Countless, hundreds, thousands, millions, I don't know. They're just filled with the inside of, the, in the inside of this ball, inside of this sphere. And I understood them. I understood everything. I wasn't confused. It was like, whoa, what's all this? Stuff? No, it was. And, and, and I was able to relive any event that I focused on. And as I would focus on one, now all of a sudden, I relive it. There was one that, that, that I will always remember because it didn't happen yet. It wouldn't happen for another five or six or seven years. But I was, I was washing my brother's car. And we got into an argument over something, and we were arguing back and forth. Now, not only did I repeat that washing of the car, but I knew exactly what my brother was thinking and why he got angry at me and why we were fighting. So every time that I would relive some event, I relived it exactly as it occurred then, except now I not only knew what I was thinking when I was reliving it, but I knew what everybody else were thinking, thought about their angst, their anxiety, 
as well as mine. So that was the wonderful thing about being in the what they call now the life review is that is that you review your life, but as you review it, as I reviewed it, I was able to know exactly what anyone else in that particular experience was thinking at the same time that we were having that experience. So that went on for what seemed to me like maybe a couple of days or a week or something. Now, understand that the entire Earth time that passed during this was probably somewhere between five or ten minutes. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't keep track of it. I. I had. I. I did, when I got into the into the light, I didn't care. It, whatever happened to the Earth was irrelevant to me. And and after spending some time in the sphere and experiencing all of these various things that have happened in the past and would happen in the future, as I experienced them, then all of a sudden, in a moment of no time, I pop out of the sphere and I'm back in the tunnel. And I'm now I'm back in the tunnel. And, and I'm, I'm still being pulled by this magnetic force towards the light. And I'm getting closer and closer to the light. And now I'm in front of the light, whatever that means. And I can see the light and the light is super bright. And it's in the form, in the shape of, a, of like a target. When I was at target practice in the Marine Corps, one of the targets we had was a, a black silhouette of a, like a face and the shoulder thing. Well, that's kind of what it looked like. It wasn't a, a complete form. It was something that I would say maybe would be a head and then some shoulders, but everything else was all white. And now I'm right up close to it. Like, like the distance I am from my computer screen right now, I'm really close. And the light says to me, Andy, don't be afraid. And I was impressed because the light knew my name and actually called me Andy, which was my earth name. Andy, don't be afraid. And I wasn't. I was cool. And then the light said to me, Andy, I love you. And when the light said, Andy, I love you, there, there was a, a surge of feelings that I cannot describe, so I won't even attempt to describe it. And then the light said, Andy, we love you. And when the light said, Andy, we love you, the whole background of the light and the light silhouette melted away and the background was filled with thousands, millions, billions, trillions of other lights. And I know they were lights just like me. And the light said in a chorus, welcome home, Andy. And that's probably the greatest thing I ever heard as a human and as a piece of the light. And I said, I'm home at last. I'm home. I was so happy to be home. Oh my God, I'm finally home. And 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 then the light absorbed me. I became a part of the light. Now, what does that mean, Andy? The light absorbed you. Here, this is the best way I can describe it. Let's say that the light and all the billions of other lights, the light, the light which is everything created from unconditional love. It is everything that is, was, or will be. Let's say the light is a, is a large glass of water. And let's say that Andy, Andy Petro from planet earth is a spoonful of sugar. Now, if I take that sugar and put it into the 
glass of water and spin it around. And now I look and I look at, oh, there's sugar water. So now I take that same spoon and I pull up a, gla- a spoonful of sugar water and I ask myself, where's Andy? He's everywhere. Where's the light? It's everywhere. Ah, I become the light. I'm not greater than the light. I'm not lesser than the light. I'm a piece of the light. And so is everything else that exists that has ever existed are pieces of the light. And all of these pieces make one light, which makes everything. So now I'm having all kinds of really wonderful experiences in the light. There is no travel. There is no time. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow all occur, I'm going to have to use this word again, at the same moment of time. And I travel the universe. I go to different universes, to planets. I, the light and I having a great time. And, and, then I, and then I realize that the light has a sense of humor. <laughs> it's a happy place. It's kind of like McDonald's. It's a happy place. It's not a stoic place. It's not, oh, all these concepts I had of the afterlife. There aren't people running around playing harps. It's, it's everything. And in the light, everything is known. There is no unknown. But when you know something, when you create something, when you think of something, it's the same feeling as if you're doing it for the first time. That's the beauty of being in the light. Everything you do is the thrill, the excitement, the feeling of the first time. I remember um, back on Earth, there were many times when I was doing something that I that was very difficult for me. I did a lot of programming, computer programming, stuff like that, and I'd be working on a problem for days and days and days, and I couldn't fix it, and it was getting me, and it was irritated. And then one night, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I aha, I understand it, and I write the code down. And then I go back to sleep. The next morning, I get up, go to work, put it in, and it works. That aha feeling of spending a tremendous amount of time not knowing and then knowing, that aha feeling I've had hundreds and thousands of times in my life where I didn't know, and now I know. Oh, what a great feeling. That feeling I experience in the light constantly. Everything that, that, I, that I experienced was an aha feeling. It was fantastic. And I never got tired of being ahad. Okay. I never got tired of, of, of that feeling of knowing. So we're going through. The, so when the, when the light and I were watching some of my experiences in the sphere, I'll go back to that for just a minute. The light would say to me, not talking because we don't have mouths, but uh, telepathically, it's it's saying, Andy, look at, look at, look at how upset and angry you got at that person. Don't you realize that that was, it's not important. It's not important at all. You 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 spend so much time being angry. That's a waste of time. When you came to Earth, you came Earth to to enjoy to 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 be to have fun, not to be angry over little petty things. So why don't you lighten up? I thought that was an interesting play on words. Why don't you lighten up and enjoy the time that you're here? And and so we continue to do things, traveling 
all over the various universes. Uh, I, I could be talking for another five or 10 or 20 hours about all the things that I experienced. But the important thing is that the light and I were one. The, I'm living in the light that has no time. And you, and, and you don't go places. It's like, for instance, right now, I'm sitting here in front of my, in front of my Mac, and I'm doing this little, little talk. And, and let's say when I'm finished, I think, boy, I really had a great time when I was in Maui two years ago. And as soon as I thought the word Maui two years ago, I would be there. It wasn't, I didn't have to go there. I didn't have to take a, take a limo to the airport. I didn't have to get on the plane. I, I'm, now I'm here in Roseville, California, and now I'm in Kahului Maui. That's the way it was in the light. Any place I wanted to go, the thought I would be there. So it, it, it I was, I was having a wonderful time. One, and then all of a sudden, the light says to me, "Andy, you have to go back." <laughs> and I thought, "What is this? A joke? I'm not going back. I'm home." He said the second time, "Andy, you have to go back." And I said, "No, no, I don't want to go back." I'm staying here. I've had enough. And the light says the third time, Andy, you have to go back. And now for the saddest point in my existence here. When I heard the K in back, I was stuffed back into my body. It was no longer on the bottom of the lake. I have no recollection of what happened, how my body got from the bottom of the lake to the sand on the beach laying on my stomach with my head turned and one of my classmates pushing the water out of my lungs and I'm spitting and coughing. And, and at that moment, okay, I am now Andy back on earth. And I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I don't want to be here. And and I, I, I'm coughing it up, and and it, there was no, there were, there was never a moment of blankness in my, in my existence, in my talking, from when I drowned and let go into the light, spent all this time in the light, and now I'm back in my body. There are no blank spots, and you know, I've had operations where I'm, I'm, I count to uh, count from 99 back. And by the time I get to 97, I'm gone. And then there's a big blank until I'm in the recovery room. And it's all, I have no memory of that. There was no blankness in any of my experience. It was a contiguous flow of conscious thought. And now I'm, and now I'm, I'm get up. I'm, the water's out. It's like a miracle. Everybody says to me, Andy, Andy, tell us what happened. We, we thought you were dead. And I said, my first great lie that I repeated for 25 or 30 years, I don't know when, I don't remember anything. It's a complete blank. That was a complete lie. But my head said, there's no way. I don't even know what happened. This was 1955. They didn't even create the, the phrase near-death experience for another 20-some years until I read Moody's book and said, oh, my God, I'm not crazy. I spent all those years like a stranger in a strange land. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I couldn't understand it. It made no sense to me. 
I had I was brought up with a lot of religious training, a religious religious processing. None of what I was was taught and learned on earth prior to my NDE did I experience in the light. I'm just saying that, that's me. We're telling my story, and I'm not trying to sell you or convince you of anything. I'm just telling you what I remember. So I'm up and I'm walking around, and now I'm really sad. Why? Because I don't know what this is. I have no idea. I said, okay, I'm going to just forget about it. You, everybody forgets about everything. Right now it's been, you know, I'm going to have my 60th wedding anniversary in a couple of weeks. If I think back 60 years ago to my wedding day, it's pretty fuzzy. I mean, I can't remember excruciating details of what I said, how I looked, who I, I don't, how many people were there. I don't, I remember in general. But this is what I'm talking to you about right now. Those 10 minutes of earth time in which I went into the light and did a hundred years of stuff and then came back. That's that never changes. I remember that as if it happened yesterday. Okay. So now I'm back and now I'm trying to figure out what to do. I don't tell my parents. I don't, I don't tell my, my religious leader. I don't tell anybody. No, I got to figure this out. So I spend the next 20, 25 years looking into every religion I can, meditations. I did transcendental meditation. I did everything that I could think of to see if someone somewhere at some time would click and I'd say, oh, that wasn't a fantasy. That really happened. And here's what it is. And then finally, in the late 70s, I pick up Dr. Moody's book, Life After Life, and I, I, I started reading it in the evening. I read it, I read it completely from cover to cover, and about 3 o'clock in the morning when I finished reading it, there were tears in my eyes, tears of joy. Finally, I wasn't crazy. I can't tell you the relief I had to know that what I experienced was, was real because many people have had very similar experiences. Ah, oh, man, I tell you, that was one happy day for this guy. <laughs> it was wonderful. And but but even with all that wonder, I still took 10 or 15 years before I would even talk about it to anybody. Because after spending all those years stifling something, you just can't say, oh, okay, it's okay now. No, it just it takes time. So it took time for me to get out. And then I, I, eventually I had my first conversation. And then I found the uh, IONS group and, and ended up being involved with them. And I've been speaking from time to time. And, 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 now, and now I'm just waiting because I'm going to be 85 this year. So I got to be one of the older guys on Jeff's, on, on, on Jeff's uh, podcast. Uh, and and I'm, I'm just waiting to go back. I mean, I got a smile on my face, like I'm, like maybe I'll win the maybe I'll win the lotto and get back into the light, and then continue on doing whatever else you do when you're in the light. So anyway, that's my that's part of what I'm that of what I'm saying. That whole process of of being in the light for ten minutes of Earth time, and uh, probably countless hours or years of light time 
was the most significant thing that happened to me as a human being here on planet Earth. So I, I could go on and on, but I, 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 don't, I don't want to repeat the, the, the essence because what I'm really trying to explain, trying to find English words to explain, is, is the feeling, the knowing. Let me just talk about the knowing. The moment that I was absorbed into the light, ta-da, now I'm in the light. Now the light and I are one. We're all in. I was, I knew everything. Okay, Andy, what does that mean? I know everything. It means I knew everything. There isn't nothing that is unknown. So, you see, my, my brain's only about three and a half pounds, and there's only so many synapses in my brain. So, people would ask me, well, do you, do you remember this? Do you remember that? No, I, I don't. I can't remember everything in a, in a human brain because there's only so much space. So I remember, I remember certain things that I keep repeating because I remember those. But do I know what's going to happen in the future? Well, in the light, the, yet the past, the present, and the future are the same. So of course I knew. Well, what is it, Andy? I didn't bring it back. There's, there's an infinite number of things that I could have brought back, and I can't. And plus, it's not important to me what happens. The, the, the light explained to me that for me, for me, Andy Petro, living on planet Earth is like being in a, a Broadway play. And, and, and in the play, there are seven billion actors. And everybody has a costume. I happen to have a costume of a, a guy whose parents came from from the from the Ukraine and my wife from Poland and and I'm I'm a, a, a white guy and I'm a, a I was a Christian and all of these things that occurred that's me that's my part and and everyone else is doing their thing that everyone else has their own character but it's not real reality is in the light I'm just telling this is this is what I remember. I'm not telling anybody to believe me. This isn't a presentation of where I'm trying to convince you of something. I'm describing and sharing what I remember from being in a light. And at some point in time, the play's over. And when the play's over, everybody takes their costume off. And what do we find out when we take our costumes off? Well, we're not all black, yellow, white, red, conservative, conservative, uh, liberal. We're, uh, none of this. We're all pieces of the unconditional loving light, vibrating at frequencies that make us who we are. So, okay, I could continue on going on for another couple hours, but I think the what I tried to get across during this time with Jeff is that this is my memory of something that happened like 67 years ago. And every time that I say it, Every time that I think about it, it's always the same. Uh, and I don't know why, but it is. And as long as I'm still here and somebody wants me to share my experience, I will share it. And the operative word there is share. I'm sharing the wonder and the beauty and the fascination of being a piece of the light. Andy, thank you for sharing your experience with us. 
Do you think the voice of the light is God? In the books that I've written, I try not to use the word God because God God implies that there's, the way the term's used on earth, implies that, yeah, God's in charge and we're lesser than God. I didn't have that feeling. When I was absorbed into the light, the light and I, and all the trillions and billions and godzillions pieces of other light, we were all the same, and collectively we became the God. But there was nobody in the light. There is no hierarchy. There isn't one light above the other light. There isn't there. Uh, there isn't judgment. What what you do is not it's not good or bad. It's you're doing things that are motivated by unconditional love, or you're doing things that are motiv- mo- motivated by pace by by uh, hatred and discrimination and separation. Those are the and in the light that doesn't exist. It exists here on planet Earth because I came to planet Earth to experience the relative. In the light, I know everything. So can I experience what hate is? Well, no, I know what it is. But to experience it when I go down to planet Earth here and, and I'm dealing with things, now I can experience hatred. Now I can experience love. Now I can experience being fat. Now I can experience being thin. I can experience all of these things. And when I experience them, that adds to the globe, to the to the universal fount of, of information and knowledge in the light on, of the unconditional loving light. And that's what we're all doing. I'm, I'm trying to explain that, but th- that's, so to answer your question, uh, yes, in the in the term, is the light God? Yes, the light is God, but I'm a piece of the light. I'm assuming that what you mean is collectively, all of us beings are collectively God. Yes. And then coming here, not only are we experiencing the earth and living in wherever, but we're also experiencing being separate. Correct. And we can't experience that in the light because we're there. We're everything that is, everything that was. What I find fascinating is that you saw the future, and that kind of tells me that everything is happening all at the same time over there. I mean, our timeline here is happening all at the same time over there. Does that make sense? Yes. From From the initial... Big Bang, or whatever you want to call it, to the creation of the planet Earth, to the uh, evolution of life on Earth, to the final explosion of Earth, and it's gone. And and that whole thing was, I I I saw it. It can't be unseen. It's there. It's in the light. Mm. So, to people many times ask me, "Well, did you <clears throat> did you did you see the future? Did you see what's going to happen in?" 2050 or 2085 of course I, the answer is yes of course i did uh well what is it it's not important it's important to to you on planet earth but in the light the earth is it's a play it's a it's an experience it doesn't make any difference to me in the light yeah i thought but there 
I lived, I live, have many lifetimes that I've lived. I've lived on many, I, I can remember living on other planets, on, in other solar systems and other universes, where it was very different than Earth. But they were, they were experiences. All of, the, all of creation is being able to experience things. But in the final analysis, from what I was able to get understand, which was everything when I was absorbed into the light, it's okay. It's not, it's not that important. So therefore, it was not important for me to come back with the memory of planet Earth in 2070 or 2090 or 3030. It doesn't make any difference. That wasn't important. What was important was that our, our, our people, the 7 billion people on planet Earth, are they, are they experiencing love and hate and choosing more often than not love rather than hate? So it's not, for me, for my life, my life is anything but perfect. It has nothing to do with perfection. It has to do with experiencing and then choosing that which is fostered by unconditional love. Because we're all the same. And anytime that I do something to hurt another human or another living creature, I'm really hurting myself because we're all connected. I didn't mean to get off on a little soapbox there, but that's that's part of that that that's a really hot button for me. This whole idea of of what's happening in the future, what's going to go on, and there are infinite number of outcomes. So pick one, whichever one you want. And anyway. So are you saying that during your life review, not only did you see this life, but you actually saw other lives as well? Yes, I did. Any number of them. There is one that I remember that that stood out, and that's when I was was living on a a planet similar to Earth. And I know this is kind of spooky, so if you don't want to to watch it, you don't have to watch it. but, But you ask me the question. I'm answering the question. The question is, yes, I was on this, on the planet very similar to Earth, but the difference was that people who populated this planet had a had a a common memory. In other words, when something happened, uh, let me just say there was a big war, and the people with 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 something on the right were killing some people with something on the left or in the middle, whatever that's going on. And then when the war was over, they said, wow, that was pretty much a waste. And therefore, when that, after that, after that war was over, everybody remembered what it felt like, and that memory didn't leave. It isn't now like someone could say, well, Andy, you were, you were living during World War II. How did it feel? Well, I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I, I wasn't on Guadalcanal. I wasn't. But on this planet, all of those details of, of choosing something that is hate-driven rather than love-driven stayed with you daily, constantly. And therefore, it was never done again. Hmm. They had one war. Hey, this is not going anywhere. We're done. And it never happened again for the, in the history of the planet because they had that collective, collective memory that was not just a memory like watching a newsreel, 
but but they but you're able to feel and know exactly what happened. So that's that's a place that's similar to Earth, but it's it's different, and and there are all kinds of other different things. Are, I don't do, know. I don't know if your audience left me by now, but no, that's, no. that's what I. I'm just I telling you so. what I remember. No, I don't think so. When you encountered the future that you'd already seen in your life review, how did that play out? Did you still play it out the way it was in the life review? And did you recognize it as it was happening or before it was happening? Yes, there are some things that I remember. And when when there, it's kind of like a, I think the phrase is deja vu, where mm-hmm. you see, oh, it seems like I've done this before. That happens to me countless times in my life. And it happens to me with people that I have never met until I meet them. But when I meet them, I know them. And for some reason, I know them from the light because that's where everybody is. That's where everybody goes. You can't not be in the light. There's no other place to go. So, so yes, I do have that feeling. And the interesting thing is when I have that feeling, all of a sudden, I'm in communicating with that person. I'm no longer guarded. You know, like you meet somebody for the first time. Hey, how are you? Let's talk. Where you? Oh, did you live in? Did you ever live in uh, Toronto? Yes, I did. You're trying to figure out what's going on, and you're kind of guarded with the, what, what you say. You're not going to just blast anything out because you don't know that person. But every once in a while, I meet somebody that I know from the light. And it's like we've been old friends, and I've, I've never met them before. And that that it's a feeling. That's a feeling of knowing that I know comes because I I still am connected to and remember the light because I had that experience, and that had. So based on your question, yes, there are many times that I experience something from the future when I was in the light 60 years ago that said, ah, I, I remember. Was the voice that spoke to you while you were underwater the uh-huh. same voice that spoke to you in the light or yes. was it a different being? Yes. And, and here's the, a lot of times, a lot of things I do are, are, I, are somewhat contradictions, contradictory. For instance, when I heard the, the voice in my head, I, it was a voice that that I never heard before, but I knew. Okay, this is this is where we're going. We're going. We're, I'm going to be talking in, in riddles. And when the when I when I was in front of the light, the light, which is all the lights together, and the light said to me, Andy, don't be afraid. I knew that voice, even though I don't ever remember hearing it. Okay. So, so, so that's, that's the process. And it was that same voice, which is the, which I would call the collective voice of the light, which is the, all of the, all of the, I can't, you can't put a, can't put a sphere around the light because the light's infinite, but anyway, yes. So I, I did remember those. And and when I when I 
saw it and was absorbed into the light, it was like for the first time that I remember, but it wasn't because I, I remembered being in the light. Hmm. So to answer your question, uh, yes, I, that was the same voice that I heard when I would, that, that convinced me to let go, which was the same voice that was with me throughout my experience in the light and chatting and laughing and having a good time. Is there any one of your life reviews that really stand out for you of the future that you even think about today, like either in technology or a place that's so different, you know, a water planet or something else that, you know, you still keep thinking about to this day? Uh, I, I would say that it would be technology oriented. As since I've been, I've, I've been in it since working with computers that were the size of buildings down to where the computer on my wrist has more power than that building had mm. that I, I, when I saw, when I saw the development of that, uh, it was, yeah, I, it seemed like it was a natural development, even though we're talking about inanimate things, silicon chips and stuff like that, but it was a natural evolution of, of, of the, of the humans on, on planet earth in which we start using more things to help us become one. It's just like, you know, the, the, the internet, which really is collectively, it's very similar to what I was talking about earlier. It's the collective. Now, every, every, if you want to know something, if you go to the, now that we're still in a very primitive state, but that's the evolution. So the thing that did not surprise me was the evolution of technology. The thing that did not surprise me is even in things that, that I didn't really study, like uh, quantum physics. When I picked up my first book on quantum physics and, and uh, uh, string theory uh, for the layperson, not talking about it in the university, I'm not talking about the formulas, I'm just talking about the concepts. Uh, they were, yeah, I, I remember. It was, yes. It, I, I wasn't surprised. It was, oh yeah, I remember. I remember those concepts. I remember the evolution. I remember how the future is going to be formed. Is there any tech that's not created yet that you remember that you can share with us? Uh, no. I, I, I'm just saying because that's not part. If I were to, if I were to do that, then no. I, I, the answer is all of those things that I could have done that would be saying, oh, by the time we get to 28, uh, we're going to have this and this happen. Um, I never remember those. I didn't bring those back with me because the part, the, 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 the part of being here is to live and experience and, and, be, and create those rather than having the answer given to you. Because then that kind of spoils the journey because if you know the end end result then the trip's different than if you're doing it piece by piece and now you get there and say aha this is what it's all about after your experience did you have any abilities that you may consider to be psychic that you didn't have before uh yes uh, one is my ability to know a person 
the first time that I meet that person and and feel connected. And after after a while, we end up finding that we were connected. So I was right in the first place. That that and that doesn't happen. That happens selectively and has throughout my life. Somebody that I meet, oh yeah, don't don't I know you from so it's always don't I know you from somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about the light? <laughs> that's somewhere. Uh, but you know, but that that's the, but the other thing that that uh, that I finally realized came from the light is my ability to write poetry. I'm not a I'm not a writer. I don't like to write. I don't really like poetry. I'm I'm more of a visual person. I'm I'm an artist. I'm a, I'm I work with my hands. I I want to see rather than hear. I want to do rather than listen. I'd rather watch a video than read a book because that's the way I go. I'd rather listen to and then all of a sudden about 30 40 years ago I'm wake, I wake up in the middle of the night it's two o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep and there's words going around my night I don't know words going around what's going on? what what's going on so I get up and I feel like some something's dragging me out of bed and I go to the den and I sit down and I I get a pad of paper get a pencil and I start writing a poem well that's idiotic i don't even know how poems are formed i never wrote a poem okay i have trouble putting a sentence together with an object and a subject and a and a verb and so i'm writing a poem i'm writing and then about an hour i'm done okay why did i write a poem that was a poem about vibrations i'm writing a poem about vibrations how vibrations control what's going on in the universe where did that come from? I, mean, I And so I go to bed, wake up the next morning, and go back at my desk. And go, wow, I wonder who wrote this. Now, I know I wrote it because I had the pencil and it, you check the handwriting. But I wrote it from this whiteboard in my mind. I'm just copying words and sentences that I see in my mind. And then I say, oh, OK, well, I'll put that away. And hopefully that's done. And I did it again. Every couple months, I would get up another one and another one, another, and I collected, you know, 50, 60 poems over a period of years until finally, when I wrote my first book, that was driven by the poems. I grab a poem and I wake up, wake up in the middle of the night. It's time for you to write a book. Write a book. What? Why are you going to write a book? Oh, it's going to contain poems, and then you're going to have a story wrapped around the poems. I, so I'm talking to myself. This is really silly, Andy. You, you know, you don't want to do this. Come on. Night after night after night, and I can't sleep. So finally, okay, I get up and go down. Okay, chapter one. Chapter, so I wrote the poem. I wrote the poems. Years later, collect the poems. And now I'm writing a book at 72 years old. Okay. I'm writing a book that contains poems about an NDE with with prose at the beginning and end of each poem to put a book together. Now, come on. That, that There's no way, had I not had an NDE, would I, me, normal Andy Petro, do something kind of that silly. Because I don't know poems. And I I... I read them. They're fine. 
I read the story and I found it that attaching one to another to another was another way of describing my near-death experience with poetry and prose. Okay, finally got that out of the way, got it published. A couple years later, my son says, you know, that's a that's an interesting book, but there are a lot of people out there that don't like poems. You know, you ought to think about just writing one in prose. Ah, oh, and I'm done writing. No, shouldn't have said that. A couple weeks later, I wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, another one. Oh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. No, can't fall asleep. Go down. And then I write the second book. It's the same story, only this one isn't wrapped around poetry. This is just that's true narrative. So, you know, it's not like being able to uh, touch my watch and have it stop running. It's not having being able to uh, bend spoons uh, from across the room. But it's putting together poetry and prose and and creating my my experience in a way that I have no human capability of doing that. Okay. If you ask me right now, I'll give you a million dollars if you write a, if you write a book about something else. I'm sorry. I'll try, but it's going to come out gibberish. It's not going to it's not going to work. So that's probably those are the probably the two things that that I would say I was unable to do before the before the NDE and after the NDE. Some of that stuff lasted for years and years. It took years to write the poetry, and it took a long time before I finally tried to put it together in a book. And it is what it is. I just happened to have my name on it because I wrote it. I didn't write it. <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of those books, the poetry book is called Remembering the Light Through Poetry, right? Yeah. And then the other one's called Alive in the Light. Yes. And they can get those on your website or Amazon or both? Yeah, just, just about anywhere where, where, you would, where you'd buy books or tapes. I have, one of them is on one of them is the, the uh, one of them is on uh, is 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 recorded. The first book is recorded, and the second book may also be recorded. I don't I don't I don't follow that very much because it's not it's it's really not that important to me. They're they're out there because I had to write them. I could not not write them. There they are. So what kind of content are you putting on your website? I have the 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 books d- defined. Okay, I have part of my process, a uh, little history of what was going on. So it's not, it's, I, I did the, I put it together a number of years ago. It's not a mainstay for me. Most of the way that I communicate with people is, is through email. I have somebody send me an email, have any specific questions, I answer the questions. And there are people that I have dialogues with and people that I don't. It doesn't make any difference. So if people want to reach out to you and ask you questions, uh, what's your email? It's a, it's an easy one. You can tell that I was one of the first guys to go to Google because it's Andy Petro, A-N-D-Y-P-E-T-R-O at gmail.com. All right. And your website is andypetro.com? Andrewpetro.com. Andrewpetro.com. My, my website is my first name. All right. You have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Uh, no, I'm... I just want to make sure that I have my my re, my return ticket back to the light, so I don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's that's what I'm that's what I'm concentrating on. Uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying life as best I can, and I try to I try to 
bring a piece of the light to, to anyone that I meet from time to time by, by sharing the unconditional love that, that, that I was absorbed into and still think about constantly. And I just, I just try to make myself and those around me feel good about being alive because we're all going back into the light at, at some point in time. And it'll be, they'll, it'll be great stories to talk about. Well, it's interesting to think about that. Not only should you know that you're going back to the light, but then you probably know that you're coming back here in a future life. Yes, because it's, it, it, it's, it's an, it's an ever, ever evolving scenario. So, so one of the, you know, one of the things that, that uh, someone, someone will always ask me, uh, what about uh, when, when somebody does something really bad mm-hmm. and um, all I'm saying is that I, all I know is my answer to the question about is, is, is there a hell? Is there a bad place? Is there this, there's that? My answer is always all I know. All I remember is that there's only one place to go, and that's back into the light. I can't answer yes or no to any of your questions, because if you ask me one, my answer is there's only one place to go, and that's back into the light. And the light has has no judgment, has no hierarchy, uh, has no separation, because we're all one. We're all pieces of the same stuff puts a smile on my face every time I think about it. Even though you saw the earth blow up in the future, does this process of leaving the light, experiencing a lifetime and coming back, does this cycle of doing this last for infinity? Uh, I didn't bring that answer back, but, but my, my take would be yes, because there's no, there's, there's no end. It, there is no end to the light. The light has, Okay, here's, I'm going to say something that doesn't make sense to a human brain. The light has no beginning and it has no end. There was no beginning of the light, then there is no end to the light. My three-dimensional brain can't comprehend what I just said. But that's what I remember. And I knew it in the light. It didn't, it made sense to me in the light. It doesn't, for, for light Andy, for me in the light, it doesn't make sense for Earth Andy sitting out here that only has this little brain to deal with to understand what's going on, it doesn't make sense to me. So even though I'm saying, yes, I know that, it doesn't make sense. Because here, everything has a beginning and an end. Well, if you're if you're in another plane where it doesn't have a beginning and an end, then I can't comprehend it. Because I know here, this video had a beginning and it's going to have an end. It wasn't always in the past, and it won't be always in the future. So when when I think about the light having no beginning and no end, it's understandable in the light, but it's silly, incomprehensible, as I'm saying it here on planet Earth. Do you feel that like while being here on Earth, our brain is this filter that just doesn't give us the ability to understand all these things that we can in the light? Yes, because in the light, there's no no bounds. There are no boundaries. In our light, there is a boundary. There's only so much stuff 
that can go into your brain, period. Well, so that's my, that's my take on it, an unscientific take. And I'm not, I, don't quote me, don't do this, don't, I'm just telling you what I remember and, and using a very archaic form to describe that, which is called the English language in a, in a three-dimensional uh, uh, time-oriented planet. Mm. That we, that those are the only tools we have to work with. All right, Andy, before we finish up, can you leave yes. us with one last positive message? The thing that makes me smile is that I know that we are all one. Once we take our costume off, whatever race, religion, political, uh, financial, whatever it is that we have accumulated to, to define ourselves, Andy Petro, what are all the things that make me Andy Petro? In the light, they all go away. Because I am still Andy. I do not lose my Andiness. I do not lose my other selves in other areas, but 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 the light is a happy place. I'm sorry, it it's so wonderful there, and and to know that to know that the light told me there's no other place to go. That 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 makes my life here on planet Earth tolerable when many times I think it's almost intolerable. Andy, thank you for that message. And thank you again for being my guest today. I appreciate you and I wish you the best. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. It's been a, it's been a great time talking with you, talking on your show. You're doing some fantastic stuff. Keep it up. The more the people know that the light's really there and, and, and the light is unconditional love. Can't beat that. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.